This is God's servant Dilip Koshikoshi. I am the pastor of Revelation Church. Thank you for tuning into our podcast. I pray that you will experience the power of God's word in all its richness and glory today. May your faith be revived, your mind be renewed, and your body be healed in Jesus' name. Praise God. Let's pray and get into God's word. And uh, we're going to look into what God has in store for us today. Let's just pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we come before you. Thank you, Lord, for your presence in this place. All that you've been doing in our midst, Lord, from the time we started the service up till now. Thank you for your presence. Lord, we ask of you that you continue to speak to us, Lord. Minister to us, Lord. Teach us, we pray. We want the teaching of God. We want the edification that comes from you, Lord. A building up, Lord, that comes only from you. It can come only from you, Lord. Today, we want to be changed, renewed, revived, transformed into the likeness of Christ. May our eyes be open to see wonderful things from your word, that our lives may be upgraded to the standard to which you have called us, Lord. Thank you for what you're going to do today in our midst. We receive it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So we've been taught by the Holy Spirit this season. And uh, I'm sure that those who are paying attention and responding to the word are already reaping the benefits of this, this series that we are doing, this study that we are doing. Uh, you're making progress in life. I'm telling you this is a guarantee. If you respond, if you listen and pay attention to God's word and you respond to God's word, you will make progress in life. You will make progress in life. It's a guarantee from God. Like we heard, it's a commitment from God. God is committed to making his word work in your life. God is committed to making his word work in your life. That's God's commitment. If you said something, he, is, you know, he will spend sleepless nights. He never sleeps, no slumbers. He will spend, uh, you know, time working out things to perform his word in your life. Watching over it to perform it in your life. Man, that's God's guarantee. You know, even as I stand here, you know, I can really see. I can, in my eyes, I can, I can see big boxes, big gift boxes placed over your head. You know, waiting to open and being unwrapped even as you respond to God's word. Amen. And the bounty of God's blessings, if you, when you respond to his word, is um, you cannot, cannot even start to describe it. And that's amazing, incredible. You know, sometimes you need to take stock at what God is doing. And uh, some of the things that you thought were impossible has already happened. You know why? Because you paid attention to God's word. No, I can testify of that. The things that I thought were impossible, I thought is impossible. But because I paid attention to God's word and I started to believe and respond to God's word, I saw it coming to pass. Amen. And uh, it doesn't matter how, how big it is. You know, his gifts, his blessings, increase in prosperity, health and healing and wellness will manifest in your life. But you have to respond. Apply the word of God. You have to apply the word of God into your life. Apply it. Just apply it. It's not for you to hear, forget and go back. No. Of here, go back and forget whatever the order is. Some of you will probably forget before you go. I hope not. You must take the effort to remember and recollect. No, recollect, trace back. And we are doing a series. You know, one, one good thing about doing a series is you can always go back, trace back. You know, we come for Bible study, you can trace back. You can actually go back. You know, from wherever he, Pastor Vin stopped on Friday, you can go back. Okay, you can connect. You can connect with where it started. And it's, it, it, then you'll realize it's a big picture that God was drawing. 
in your understanding we talked about rejoicing it's a year of great rejoicing and we're talking about many different things on those lines about joy about commanding your joy about grace about wisdom and we're now coming to that that place where we're talking about the words of our mouth you must be able to connect it all together and start applying it and living by it amen hallelujah now last week we considered the prophet inside your mouth can i see your prophet Yes, you all have brought him along or her along. Yeah, the tongue in your mouth is the prophet of your life. Amen. And the, what is the power of the tongue? We've been talking about the power of the tongue. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. Those who love it will eat its fruit. And by now you must know what is the power of the tongue. Amen. The power. Your tongue has got a special power. You know what it is? To prophesy. Say prophesy. to bring to pass your tongue has the power to prophesy and to bring to pass is a special power and the bible is saying if you love that power you will eat of its fruit amen as made a revelation i'm telling you if you love that power if you can love the ability that you can cherish the ability of your tongue to prophesy and bring to pass you will eat you will reap the benefits of what you speak amen Hallelujah and you have the power to create upon your tongue is given bestowed by God upon your tongue is the power to create creative power is upon your lips Hallelujah now we looked at a handful of scriptures in the previous weeks and by now i believe you have realized how serious this matter is i want to do that one more time tell your neighbor it's a serious matter This is a very serious matter pay attention don't go to sleep man serious matter serious matter you know because you see your life is taking the direction of your words your life is taking the direction of your words it's like this your life is waiting to hear from you which way to turn ever thought about it like that your life is waiting to hear from you which direction to take that's the power of your words it's like your vehicle is waiting for your hands to turn the steering of your of your car the wheel of your car to decide which direction to take your life is inanimate without your words write it down be careful what you're speaking to yourself you are listening you are listening your life is listening for all that you know you might end up in a place you never want to end up in you might find yourself in the middle of somewhere you never wanted to be in why because your life was paying close attention yourself you were paying close attention to the words of your mouth your life takes the direction of your words the enormity of what i just said must cause you to tremble this is it is a small sentence your life takes the direction of your words very simple short sentence but the magnitude of what it contains must cause you to tremble Amen. so that's why james wrote in in his epistle that the ship talks about the ships the big ships sailing on the sea he said a small rudder decides which direction it sails then he wrote about 
the host is supposed to be powerful and mean and all that says a small brittle direct, directs the direction or decides the direction which the host must take that's how your tongue is to your life concerning your life be careful what you're speaking be careful what you're speaking you know some christians think that their life is just the product of their circumstances or their surroundings now we blame it on that what 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 good can come from nazareth what good can come from kalathipadi now if i had a church in say new york or some place some somewhere like that you know it would have been would have been different but what good can come out of now we think our life is the product of our circumstances our, our life is the product of our surroundings we think that our life is, we believe some of us believe that you know so, uh, that that our life is the product of our upbringing which is true to to an extent until you decide to come out of it amen you don't have to blame your upbringing you don't have to blame your parents you don't have to blame your childhood days for the rest of your life for the person that you are today hello there's a change in pedigree that happens when you come into the kingdom your father has changed amen your your paternal relation i mean your relationship with the earthly people that ties that held you down you can break out of it snap out of it in the right sense amen so that you can live the life that god wants you to live because you've become a child of god you've been born of god child of god now i've you know when we counsel people lot of people you know the one of the things that they say as an excuse for where they are right now i grew up like this my childhood was like this i was abused as a child my parents used to speak like this to me i never had friends i grew up lonely i was never good in anything so you keep confessing the things that happened in your childhood and you hide behind those excuses not using the power not loving the power of your tongue to change and reverse the effects of the things that you heard in the past and one of the things that you must correct when people come to you for counsel when you they, when they come come for uh, advice and if anybody says like this if he's a believer she's a believer the first thing that you must say is that is in the past now you are a new creation you have the power upon your tongue to create your life your future and i have news for you today there is a power placed upon your tongue which is underrated thoroughly underrated the power of your tongue is thoroughly underrated the power the capability the potential of your tongue is underutilized you might be in your teens you may be in your 20s you may be in your 30s or 40s or 50s or 60s it doesn't matter which age you are in right now it is not too late for you to start using the power of your tongue so when jesus taught the parable of the sower what did he explain he explained he explained the parable to his disciples at a later point of time and he told them that the seed is the word of the kingdom the word of the kingdom is the seed 
in the parable of the sower jesus explained the parable and said the seeds that the sower was sowing some fell by the wayside some fell in rocky ground some fell in fertile ground that those seeds what is that the word of the kingdom man hallelujah say seeds now in other words we must understand that in the kingdom of god words are seeds in the kingdom of god words are we been born by the incorruptible imperishable seed of god who sowed the seed god sowed the seed that's why you're in church today it's not your effort by the way it's not your effort you think because you had enough money to fill gas in your car that's why you're in church no you're in church this morning because god sowed a seed and that fell to the ground and died it didn't remain alone it multiplied amen you know that you and i are the harvest that god is sowing you got to get this you got to get this in a believer's life words are seeds and what is the power of a seed the power of a seed is to produce fruits plants trees shade etc 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 now my little one kathleen with kathy's permission i i got something that this is an experiment that she was asked to do in in school where she was asked to plant a seed in a a, a cup with some mud and you know they were asked to pour water every day and wait so kathy did it she came to mama and uh, mama gave her a few seeds and uh, this in this experiment she planted and she watered and every day she will come around to see what's happening she wanted to see the miracle that her teacher wanted her to see right kathy yes so she will she will come around and she'll ask amma has the plan come every day and finally once it starts sprouting she she'll take this in her hand she'll walk around the house and she'll show acha acha look at this chichi look at this appa look at this so excited why because what she sold as a small round object has transformed over a period of time into become this surprise she's surprised are you surprised you must be surprised i am surprised see you must consider the power of a seed the power of a seed it sprouted and brought forth a sapling the plant bears no resemblance to what was sowed does it the plant bears no resemblance to what was sowed what was sowed was a what what plant is this what seed was this lady's finger kathy put lady's finger seeds but to know that the small seed contained the plant which is coming forth 
is mind blowing. It's mind blowing. The seed contained this plant. Did you see the plant when you sowed the seed? No. Did you see the plant when you sowed the seed? No. Did you know that it's going to look like this? Did you know? No. That's why she was curious. Okay, what's going to come forth? Because the teacher said, do this and you will see something. Every day she'll come around. She put some, something, poured water. After a few days, what is coming forth is not looking like what she put inside the... We call it magic. Hallelujah. And all that Kathy did was to cherish the seed. She cherished the seed and nourish the seed. That's the only thing that she did. She cherished the seed. She remembered the seed. She nourished it with some water. And she, she made a big deal out of it. She loved the seed. Those who love it those who love it you got to love your words you got to love the power of your words you got to cherish it you got to remember it you got to watchfully look at it she was looking at it every day she'll come did something come out how long did it take this is now 10 days in 5 days the, the seed sprouted in 10 days it's become like tall hallelujah amen those who love, love the power of the seed will eat its fruit. If you love the power, see the power of the tongue is the power of words which is exactly similar to the power of a seed. Just as the seed can bring forth, your words can bring forth. Now I encourage you all to do this kindergarten experiment. You must go and do this by yourself. He'll transform your life. And on the cup, write words. Write words. So you can, you must be able to visualize the impact, the power of your words. You must be able to visualize it, the power of words. The problem is we cannot visualize it. When, when somebody says your words are like seeds, ah, words are like seeds, it looks like a round. No. That's not what it means. You have to visualize the power to sprout. Look at that. Everything this seed will ever become is contained in the seed. The sapling was contained in the seed. The plant will be contained in the seed. The tree will be contained in the seed. Amen. All the fruits that's going to bear contain the seed. All those seeds which the fruit are going to contain are contained in this one seed. Think about it. And all the saplings, those seeds are going to sprout into, are contained in the seed. Generations are contained in the seed. In fact, <laughs> how many, how, how big is uh, the population today? 8 billion? 7 billion plus? 7 billion plus strong living population of earth all came from one seed of Adam, which fertilized one egg of Eve. Think about it. Think about it. Tell your neighbor you came from Adam. Adam. We all came from Adam. One seed. This lady's finger came forth. In fact, 
Adam would have named it lady's finger. He would have looked at Eve and said, "Look at this. It looks like your finger." Because he named all the animals. So this is Eve's finger. To be precise. I with me this morning. Think about it. Think about the power of a seed. The power of a seed. A seed is a miracle. If you consider a seed, a seed is a miracle. Because of the very reason why we discuss what we discuss right now, a seed is a miracle. In fact, one of the principles that God has established over this earth for generations after generations is found in Genesis chapter eight and verse twenty-two. You all know that, I'm sure. Let's turn to that. Genesis chapter eight and verse twenty-two. While the earth remains, seed time and harvest, and cold and heat, and summer and winter, and day and night shall not cease. What's the first thing that the Lord sees? Seed time and harvest. Seed time and harvest. Which means you must know that seeds precede the harvest. Seeds precede harvest. There is no harvest without seeds. There is no harvest without seeds. You know, some of you are waiting for a harvest, but it's not coming because you're not sown the seed. Now think about it as words. The harvest is not happening because you have not spoken the right things. Hello. Hello. Are you here? And one seed contains so much. The power contained in a seed is unimaginable. See, that's why when Jesus was explaining faith, you remember that? Jesus was explaining faith to his disciples and he said, okay, let's turn to that. Matthew chapter 17, verse 20. Matthew 17 and verse 20. If you have faith as a what? Mustard tree? Mustard plant? What does it say? Mustard seed. If you have faith as a mustard seed, you will say to this mountain, move from here to there. It will move and nothing will be impossible for you. When Jesus wanted to teach about faith, he did not take a mango seed. He did not take any other seed. He took a mustard seed. So this mustard seed must be one big seed. Is it? This mustard seed must be the, the biggest seed on this earth. Because Jesus used the example of a mustard seed to illustrate faith. That's right. Faith and say to the mountain. And say, look at that. Even there when he's talking about the seed, about faith, and it talks about the speaking. It's all connected. You cannot separate the two. Let's turn to Matthew chapter 13 verse 32. He presented another parable to them saying, the kingdom of heaven is like a mustard seed. Okay. So this mustard seed must be a big seed, which a man took and sowed in his field. And this is smaller than all other seeds. To illustrate faith, Jesus took a seed which is smaller than all other seeds. 
to illustrate the kingdom of heaven he took a seed which is smaller than all other seed don't underestimate the power of your words that's why the bible instructs the new new covenant believer the new testament believer you know remove all coarse jesting from your mouth man you will have to give account for every idle word because it is serious stuff you know when you speak when you open your mouth you're releasing the power of god to create you are a steward of the power of god when you speak and we got to realize the gravity of this you know i one of the things that i correct my children is not about the wrong doings that they do in in terms of activity wise but one of the things that i really want to correct i keep correcting them is about the words that they speak because i know if i can correct the words actions can be corrected self corrected the life can be corrected most of the problems can be self corrected if the words can be corrected and it is amazing how at the age of 3 and 4 they start speaking things like i cannot do it it is very hard it is so difficult from where do they get the idea it's very hard it's so difficult i cannot is not possible I'm not talking about once they grown up i'm talking about when they are kids hallelujah so understand we, because of the the nature into which we are born we carry this trait within us we are bound to this language of failure and defeat not knowing the power of the words in our mouth now you must ask god for a revelation concerning a seed I take the seed nas lord teach me about the seed Amen. and it's it's like the the story of the guy who made peanut butter yeah. he he was broke he didn't have any money and he had a peanut he was eating peanuts and he just took a peanut and he said lord teach me wisdom about this peanut Amen. and that's the man who made peanut butter okay you can i don't know how where you can find the story the actual story but if you find it bring to me i also looking for that story but it's a true story ask god for wisdom concerning a seed revelation concerning a seed the seed contains everything it will ever bring forth plants trees fruits garden now we got to see your words like that your words are seeds which contain your future your words are seeds which contain your future some of you are not excited about it because you can't see your future first of all you don't know what kind of future you want you're living from day to day somehow dragging from day to day but the bible is teaching you you can be in control over your future if you can be in control over your tongue it's a harvest the life that you live today is a harvest of yesterday's sowing the life that you're living today is a harvest of yesterday's sowing and the life that you're going to have tomorrow will be a harvest of today's sowing you know the, the the surest investment you can make today is not in commodities not in stocks not in 
metals or gold, not in real estate, not in any of those things. And like they say, the, those investments are subject to? Uh, you, you don't really get the, you have to put it like, you know, on minus, I'm oh, sorry, 0.5x or something to listen to what they're saying. That's how fast they say. It means the money is gone. <laughs> That's what it means. It'll be gone as fast as they say. Your investment is subject to market risks. Now, if you can understand the power of your words, the safest, surest investment that you can make in life are the words that you speak. But you must be in love with the words that you speak. You must be in love with the power to prophesy. Your word is an investment into your future. Your word is an investment into your future. Your life today is the returns that you fetched from the investments that you made in the past. Knowingly or unknowingly. Invest in words. That's why in 1st Peter chapter 3 and verse 10, let's look at, look at that verse, the smooth water verse. 1st Peter chapter 3 and verse 10. 10. The one who desires life to love and see good days. How many of you desire life? How many of you love good days? How many of you want to see good days? Oh, you all want. Okay, this is for you. Alright? For the one who desires life to love good days and to see good days must keep his tongue from evil and his lips from speaking deceit. Because if you speak evil and you speak deceit what happens? You will stand in the way of the good days manifesting in your life. That's what it means. Simple as that. That's right. Everything contrary to God's word is evil and deceitful. So your mouth must be trained to align itself. The language of your mouth must align to the language of God's word. Because everything that is contrary to God's word is evil and deceitful. And if your mouth is speaking evil and deceitful things, then you will not be able to see good days. Now in the context of becoming a surety for your neighbor or a pledge for a stranger, you know that scripture? That's found in Proverbs chapter 6. It's in the context of a person becoming a surety for a stranger, a pledge for a neighbor. And forbids, forbids, uh, forbids the, the reader, forbids us from, you know, being that. You know why? Because it says, your words can snare you. Snare. Everybody says snare. Not this snare. It's also snare. That, in, that drum is called a snare. Your words can be a snare. What, is a, what does snare mean? It's a trap. Who's a trap? Exactly. It means your words can be a... What else does a snare mean? Entanglement. That's right. Your words can be an entanglement. What else does it mean? Distraction. That's right. A snare means distraction. What else? Huh? A pit, a cage, a net. 
It can come back and bite you. That's right. The words that you speak can be a snare, can be a cage, can be a distraction, can be a pit, can come back and bite you. Your words. What did you do? Your, for all good reasons, in good faith, you stood as a pledge for a, a neighbor, a surety for a stranger. But then the, 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 the wisdom of God is telling you, your words can be a snare to you. In, in other words, your life can get caught up in the words which you spoke. That's what your words can snare you means. Your life can get caught up in the words which you spoke. Now, oftentimes, you know, who gets into traps? I'm talking about Christians. Untrained Christians are trapped by the words of their mouth. Untrained Christians. And that's why the Bible talks about, okay, I'm not giving... Uh, references but you know I'm trying to quote scriptures I'm doing that I may not be uh, quoting the references the Bible talks about the tongue of the the tongue of the learned say learned you got to have a tongue of the the pupil the disciple When you train your, yes. That's right. That's what we were discussing last week. Words of Joshua and Caleb took them to the promised land. The words of the other spies prevented them. It became a snare to them. They fell in the wilderness. We considered that last week. It was the words that took them to the inheritance. Your words can take you to the rightful inheritance. What did, they, what did they say? God gave a word to their forefathers saying that a land flowing with milk and honey will be yours. So when they went into the place, they confirmed that this land is indeed flowing with milk and honey. They came back and gave the report. Yes, we can take over it. They were sure about their inheritance. And they spoke in line with the promise of God. Whereas the others who went there saw everything, the same things that these guys saw, came back and were oblivious to the fact that God had promised them an inheritance in such a land. And they said, no, we cannot. Joshua and Caleb saw what God wanted them to see and God wanted them to respond. The problem today is Christians don't understand what is the glorious inheritance that we have. And our words are no match to the inheritance that we have in Christ Jesus. You know why that is? Because we are exposed to a culture. You know, we are talking about culture, beautiful, um, you know, something that I, I love to talk about. The culture of the land. I always say the culture of the church is always conflicting the culture of the land. You know, when Pastor Jimson was uh, preaching, he also talked about the same thing. He was talking about the culture, the culture of the church, the culture of the land. Kingdom culture. You must have a kingdom culture. Your words must not be shaped by the culture of the land. If you allow uh, the Manoramas and the Madhumis and the Times of India's to shape your words, I don't want to fill in the blanks. I leave it there. You got to you got to allow the word of God to shape the culture and the perspective. So that you can speak in line with the inheritance God has given you in Christ Jesus. That's right. 
they were that's right what did they do because of they went into the into the land 40 days to spy they came back came back with a wrong perspective and they blurted it out they went around it 40 years one year for every day they were spying in the land because of wrong words they all perished by the wayside they were so close they were so close some of you are so close to your promise some of you are so close to your breakthrough some of you are so close to your miracle the problem is you're not speaking the right words and some of you are, i mean I, i sometimes i i feel that christians are too shy to speak the right words i'm telling you huh timidity yes one also um they feel weird trying to be not conform to this world peer pressure that's a good word to put, to, to define it you know to be not conform to the world it becomes a oh, isn't it weird but i i stand out in the way i speak that's why i encourage you to train your children to stand out to be different in the class let them feel it's okay to be different when everyone is saying something you don't say it it's okay you're right in the eyes of god it's a good training to give to your children now you now today we are pushing oh no you go and play you be like them you talk like them it is okay merge with them no now this word is always about separation it's always about sanctification and in fact jesus prayed and said to sanctify them in your truth your word is this is truth this will sanctify to sanctify means to separate it'll separate the words of god the word of god will separate you you will stand out your language will be different your confessions will be different your reactions will be different your responses will be different it has to be like that and i'm telling you because we are not been aware of it you not been taught like that maybe we are we are too much like the world we are talking just like the world it has to change god will be upset with us if you don't speak what we are supposed to speak that's what happened to moses at at meriba god will be upset in fact when you read through the accounts uh, of the bible you will realize that many times god was upset with the words that they spoke the murmuring the grumbling the complaining god was upset where were they going they were going to the promised land but they murmured they complained and they all missed out they came out of captivity they were on the way some of us came out of captivity we are on the way but we're missing out i'm not talking about reaching heaven I'm not talking about reaching heaven i'm talking about you enjoying the glorious inheritance of christ on this earth that's right your, the purpose of god upon your life when you live on this earth you cannot you cannot live any way you want no you cannot you got to take charge over your life you got to be in control over your life use the power of the tongue to create the future that god wants you to have the inheritance that you must have you must speak it out that's right speak repeat what jesus is speaking to you amen echo what heaven is talking to you for that you need to hear god you need to spend time with him you need to know the word of god 
Hallelujah. I can, I can really sense, you know, some of you are struggling just because you are not speaking. Your struggle is only to do with silence or wrong words. Every miracle that you see in the Bible came forth from words. Came from, forth from words. Either it was a cry for mercy or it was a confession of who God is, acknowledgement of who God is. Or a response in obedience to the words which Jesus spoke. Amen. It all was, every miracle was birthed out of words. God replies to the words which you spoke in your mind. God can hear the words which you speak in your mind. If only I may be able to touch the hem of his garment. The first miracle itself, you know, Mary went to Jesus and said, no wine, do something about it. Words. Acknowledging that he can do something about it. She told the servants to do what he says. Every miracle in the Bible, every recorded miracle in the Bible is birth from words. Lazarus come forth. Tabitha kumi. It's all words. In fact, and I love this the most, um, the Syrophoenician woman. The Syrophoenician woman. Hallelujah. And they said, sorry, I can't give you the bread which is reserved for the children. I cannot give it to dogs. She said, even dogs can have a portion from the bread crumbs which fall under the table. Covenant language, covenant language, mystery, hidden. Now we know what it is. Now we know what it is. Man, hallelujah. And do not be afraid to speak to God. To speak to God. You got to speak to God. The tongue of the learned. Now, to, for, for, see, I, let, me, let me try to break it down for you. For you to speak right, you need to know what is right. To speak what is right, you must start with knowing what is right. Amen. How do you know what is right? This must be the manual of your tongue. God's word must be the manual, the operating ma operation manual of your tongue. And see what will do to your life. Begin to practice it. Glorious things will surface out. Glorious things will surface out. And you have to stop talking. What comes to your mind. And start speaking what God thinks about you. And now you have to come out of the, the, limit, the language of limitation. And speak in line with the glorious thoughts God has for you. Amen. Man, his thoughts for you are more numerous than the sand on the seashore. Hallelujah, I'm speaking to you. And see what God can do for you. you know, we, we, we get so caught up in limitations. We get so caught up in 
the words that are spoken to us our own understanding and we hide behind those words our own understanding what people said about us okay now let me let me okay now some of you think okay now what can i do i've said a lot of wrong things in the past okay i know some of you are struggling with this thought i've said i've i've used my tongue so loosely i spoken evil i've sp- spoken deceitfully i speak uh, spoken the wrong i've confessed the wrong things about myself about my family about my children let's all acknowledge that i've done that we all have done that no no some of you are feeling so guilty about it so now i'm going to bear the consequences of all those words now what do you do when you when you farm something when you cultivate something you clear the ground and you plant after some time what comes forth the seeds will sprout correct along with that what else will come forth weeds say weeds so what do you do when weeds come forth huh uproot you have to deweed say deweed how do you deweed your life the weeds that are coming forth in your life are because of the the wrong words which may be your own words which can be somebody's words which can be something that you got exposed over time limitations you got exposed over that uh, to that over time and you tend to believe the culture of the land is telling you this is how it, it must be you cannot go beyond this It's all ingrained in the depths of your being those are thoughts words residing in the depths of your belly amen now you got to deweed how do you deweed huh how do you deweed cancel those words okay okay i'll i'll, I'll make it simple a formula rewording is deweeding rewording is deweeding so the same way you planted those weeds unknowingly now you knowingly reword all those things and you are deweeding it pulling it out see only a word can cancel out a word only the right word can cancel out a wrong word so if you are feeling okay i have said a lot of things by mistake without my knowledge you know i have said a lot of wrong things in my life and i'm bearing the consequence of all those words yes you may be right but you don't have to stay there start speaking right when you start speaking right the wrong things which you said in the past will be cancelled because the, see what is the right what do you mean by speaking right what do you mean by speaking right huh in line with so speaking right is speaking in line with so when you are speaking in line with god's word does any other word count because the words of god are more powerful than any other words that you can ever speak the problem is there is an absence of god's word in upon your tongue that's why all the weeds are coming you're waiting for some harvest what what are you harvesting weeds weeds one harvest time came what are you looking for you're looking for some some produce what's coming forth weeds 
So you got to change the way you speak. And you have to keep it, keep it, keep it. Keep it. Keep it. That which thing God wants you to have must be foremost on your tongue. That which thing God wants you to have must be foremost on your tongue. The plans of God must be foremost on your tongue. So you got to speak. I'm going to be a success. I'm going to flourish. What do you think? God wants you to be a success? So you have to first understand that. You have to first understand that. And if you carry, thing, carry garbage like, you know, God will not make every Christian a success. Some are meant for failure. Even in failure, we can glorify God. That's the problem. I'm telling you, that's the problem. I, I was trying to very simply illustrate, in a very simple manner, illustrate some of the, some of the, the wrong baggages that we carry. You are not meant to be a failure. You cannot fail. You cannot fail. Right, sir? You cannot fail. You cannot fail. You must, you must be at an age where you think you have, you, you're past the prime of your life. But I want to tell you, God is telling you today, you cannot fail. You are loaded with success. And loaded with the energy of God to succeed and to bring forth. Harvest is waiting. Amen. Of goodness of God. The bounty of God. Amen. To bear much fruit. Full of grain. Full of sap. You know, every time I look at the two of you, Mama, I'm, I want to tell you, I want to keep repeating what I've said already. You have something ahead of you which will silence every critic in your life. Amen. God wants to show forth His goodness in your life. Amen. And, and God wants to prove that you've made the right decisions in life. Amen. And the purpose of your life will come forth for all of us to bear witness of. It'll be a blessing. A blessing. Hallelujah. The aroma of Christ in every place. Don't, don't, don't decide to retire. Don't re decide, decide to retire. You know, you're coming back from Kuwait. Retirement life. Kids are all. One is in New Zealand. One is in Kuwait. Reti no, 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 no. Don't decide to retire. Don't decide to retire. Because there's a harvest coming. Based on the words that you speak. There's a ministry ahead of you. And I want you to think. There's a ministry in your life. A ministry waiting to show up. For many years, people have not seen anything good coming out of you. You know, the other day I was thinking something. Let me try to recollect that. Yeah, I was thinking about this, you know. Sometimes people come to me and say, you know, it's all comparison, huh? You know, those who, those who started along with me, they all, all have reached a certain height. They all reached a particular place. They're doing well. The, the fact of the matter is, They've already peaked out. They already reached the peak. But God is doing something special in your life. Slowly building you up. Amen. You know, it's like, you know, how many of you like to play with uh, firework? There are some firework, you do this, it's like a sudden sprout. Pack, over. But some are not like that. It'll take its time, but it'll go to a higher height. And some of you are set for that. You're, you're starting slow. You're starting very slow. 
and by the time you start they have already reached the halfway mark but they are going so fast they think it's a sprint but the truth is a long distance but god has given you the understanding it, it's about consistency see that, that's why even the bible it talks about finishing the race it's not about burning out before you finish the race so don't crib about i'm 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 already in my i'm going to touch my 40 next year i'm going to i'm going to be 50 next year and i've not reached anywhere in life that's the problem you're speaking the wrong language near at the age of at the age of 85 this man came came and said i want that mountain he said i i feel like i am 40 at the age of 85 i can still take it and they say that a giant up that mountain i don't care i can still take it i'm as strong as i was when i was 40 so give me that mountain amen it's about the words that you speak and if you're feeling old that's because the enemy is saying that you're old but you're not growing old this the one of the workings of the holy spirit in your life is agelessness amen you get renewed and i was talking to a friend of mine the other week and he was saying that you know they you know he was doing something something very adventurous and the kids who are like you know 10 years younger than him are like who is this guy the way he is doing it he is full of energy full of strength and he is not getting tired that's what that's what it is about now you tap into the strength of god you tap into the energy of god you tap into the the promises of god the word of god and you will do things those who know their god shall do mighty exploits they shall display strength and do mighty exploits do not fret the bible says when evil doers prosper oh everyone in town they are making so much money look at me i can bear i am a christian i came to the lord at a young age but i have not made anything you have made christ your savior man and you have no idea now you need to know what are your inheritance what is your inheritance in christ and speak in line with that if you're sitting now every sunday you come to church you sit on the chair and listen to the sermon you know you when worship happens you raise your hands and go back home nothing will happen you will have a place in heaven okay that you'll get but your life on on earth will be very ordinary and you cannot blame anybody for that that's lack of lack of knowledge it's called ignorance it's called ignorance and one of the things that you must you must refrain from doing is don't present your tongue to fear to doubt to self pity or abuse don't present your tongue to speak fear do you know that see the fear that you sense within is desperate to get some words of expression from your mouth the word the see this is how doubting works when enemy plants doubts within you okay this is how it works the doubting within you that that has, that has come in your years maybe is somehow waiting to express itself through your mouth as words of doubt only then only then will it manifest the devil knows it so he will influence you 
he will influence you with all the doubts all the fear all the anxious thoughts all the worries some are trying to speak a word in line with those fears those anxious thoughts those doubts because that's what it needs fear needs a language doubt doubts need a language anxiety needs an expression in words that's why one of the things that you must learn to do is even when you're feeling it inside choose to keep quiet keep quiet now we, when we are on this earth sometimes we feel fearful it can happen but deal with the fear don't speak the fear there are times when you feel ill doubtful about certain things and if you allow the the fear or the doubting to come forth as words you know what you're doing you're amplifying your doubts huh that's why the sapling of the weed is coming out you're you're putting manure and fertilizer to the, raw, the to the weeds don't amplify the fear don't amplify the doubts don't amplify anxiety don't amplify unbelief now when you're fearful if you don't know what to say and this actually it works it works if you don't know what to say when you're fearful say jesus jesus loves me sing a song that you learned in sunday school you don't have to sing a, a whole hymn to two stanzas no just sing jesus loves me this i know i used to tell my kids you know the house that we were living when dammy was very small we were living in a rented house and which had only one bathroom so um to go from our bedroom to that bathroom he'll have to cross a dark uh, you know the lights will be off so the dark hallway and get into the next room switch on the he was very small 3 years so i used to tell him just hold jesus by the hand and just sing this jesus loves me this i know and he used to do that and he used to do that he was very brave i'm telling you he was very brave and i believe he is still brave you're still brave right and it works you can try it out and i want to tell all the kids if you're afraid of the dark sing jesus loves me if you're afraid of the dark sing jesus loves me this i know for the bible tells me so little ones to him belong they are weak but he is strong and if you're feeling still feeling afraid sing loudly yes jesus loves me yes jesus loves me Yes Jesus loves me the bible tells me so I can assure you by the time you come to the end of the chorus you will be like okay who's there come <laughs> I'm telling you it works it works it works I've tried it with my son it has worked it works That's right bible tells it's about what the bible tells man hallelujah hallelujah no i'm see for difficult subjects what do you do in school in college you have difficult subjects debi tuition right you don't like the word but that's what you do you you seek special help i want to tell you this is a very difficult subject correcting your tongue is a very difficult subject but i'm i want to also tell you it's very much possible 
you just need to take some special classes with the lord that's all that's right the tongue if you want to speak in line with god's word you need the tongue of a disciple you cannot expect to like you know be a church comer and church goer whatever you call it how you call it and expect to talk like with the tongue of a disciple no the tongue of a disciple needs disi- discipling man it needs disciplining hallelujah it's a process it's a process every time you speak something and you catch yourself no that's not what i want to see in my future correct it correct it correct it correct it and that's why i like one thing that uh, pastor jimson said on on thursday he said um, you must come to a place okay this is one of the principles that i love to follow okay one of the t- principles that i i'd love to teach you must come to a place where you believe nothing but god's word amen doesn't matter who said it how many people are saying it doesn't matter if god's word says this about me that's what i want to believe that's what i want to believe so you have to think does god's word say that you'll be sick you sure does god's word say that you'll be sick then why are you accommodating sickness like pastor vin said is illegal say illegal is illegal it's an anomaly it cannot happen it cannot happen so if it happens you need you need to do some speaking amen but the problem is the five doctors that you met they all said it is there it is a problem there's no cure you can try these medicines five of them all said in unison but what does god's word say what does god's word say by his stripes we were healed he will send his word and that's right he sent jesus the word of god came to heal us once and for all you know you don't have to see now now i like the idea of you 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 searching the scripture to to get a promise concerning healing you don't need it actually some of you like okay you don't need to search and find the word for your healing if you know what the word says about your life if you know who you are see that's why we must progress into a level of understanding who we really are in Christ Jesus who we really are now we are we, we are still struggling with see we are still talking about healing we are still talking about you know falling sick and getting healed no okay if you fall sick you have to get healed no doubt about it but you have to come you have to progress your understanding and revelation about god's word to a place where you're no longer talking about falling sick and getting healed you're walking in health Amen. three people kind of agree with me the others are still not sure about what i said that's the problem man that's the problem and i have offended people by speaking about healing i've really offended people speaking about healing 
people have come to me with that what you said i can't agree that's the problem you can't agree to what god's word says god's word is not condemning your your sickness god's word is just saying to open your eyes and see what's your inheritance in the saints and speak in line with that i'm not saying that i've learned it all but i know that's what god's word says and i want to somehow practice keep practicing keep practicing keep practicing so that i can be an example i don't know when i can be a good example on that but i want to be an example to tell the world to tell the church it is possible to live without sickness so i when whenever i feel you know something not right with my body i'll i'll start to say i i refuse to be sick i don't want to be sick i, I don't want to be sick i don't i'm not the kind of person who likes to lie down and you know okay let's wait for 10 days before i can get up no i don't like to do that i have things to do so this is something it comes from an understanding you want to pursue i want that i want that i may not be there yet but it is possible for so i say 33 24 no resident will say i am sick what's that what's that say words words say seed you will not sow the seeds of sickness with your mouth that's what it means and i, I we correct correct each other when when you say i have a headache and we we correct each other no i don't have a headache i feel a headache but i don't want to have it yeah i don't want to have it i'm not going to take ownership of some sickness i don't want to take ownership i sense a pain but i'm not going to own it and i come against it in jesus name you we must be like that but you know the world tells us by the time you hit a certain age this is common you know diabetes is common heart disease is common now everything is common everything is common it seems that's true everything is common faith is uncommon faith is uncommon we talking about life this is life what we speaking is life now we must know whose life we carry the life of god in us amen this life of god if you really understand what is the life of, do you okay how many of you know that we have the life of god oh, you all know so we all read the same bible so the life of god cannot be affected by sickness cannot it cannot it cannot how many of you know that four four and a half five six seven eight nine ten now that is the understanding that we must come to it's not that we we all have it but that's what the bible says so let's let's not let's not talk, talk about who who knows better who who has more revelation no let's not talk about all that let's talk about what the bible says and pursue it and together grow see that's what the bible is talking about in ephesians chapter 4 let's all grow let's all attain to the stature of the measure of christ until we all attain unity in faith unity in faith meaning my faith and your faith is just the same 
today we need uh, probably you know I, i i need to go to gabby to pray for me concerning something because she has got faith concerning that matter so i need to go to gabby gabby can you pray for me concerning this because my faith concerning that my knowledge of my faith concerning that may not be up to the mark or at par with what she knows about it not that i don't have the faith we all have the same faith but we must come to the unity of the knowledge of this faith we must all know this faith just the same are you understand what i am saying are you getting it man michael should come to a place that he's got faith just like his pastor and then you start working on that amen hallelujah say words and i encourage you go back home and put reminders everywhere everywhere okay wherever you can it can be a fridge magnet it can be a, a sticker it can be a post it note it can be a reminder on the phone it can be a a picture it can be a a glass with a seed in a written something which say healthy fruit that's nice word must be a it's a healthy fruit we heard that wholesome tongue amen healthy fruit god is god has got a sense of humor healthy fruit words we're talking about words healthy fruit your word must be a healthy fruit in your life so that's how you disciple yourself you should go to your parents and say please help me with my words husband should go to their wife and say you should be humble you should be humble to do this go to your wife and say i'm, I'm going to do this in front of all of you so that you can take a note of this I want you to help me with my words. Do it for me. We need help. And we need to help each other. Help each other. It starts with the home. It starts at home. It starts with your family in your home. In your home. Between siblings, you must correct each other. When the wrong things are said, you must correct each other. Correct him. Yeah? Correct her. You are younger brother, but that's okay. You can correct her concerning this. you must do it correct your brother tell him no that's not right danny you cannot talk like that and tell him why it is not right we must do this this culture must be cultivated must be cherished in our homes in our church and when we are playing football when we are playing football you miss that chance to strike a goal and some abusive word came out of your mouth you must have somebody else who heard it must have the the grit and the determination to just walk up and say that's not right iron sharpens iron you travel somewhere together with your friends some comment was made not right and i speak the truth in love speak the truth in love If you have access to a person to correct, do it. But don't do it from a place of um, overstepping your authority. But from a place of love, from a place of gentleness and meekness. Uh, sincerity, sincerely wanting to help. Brotherly affection. Hallelujah. God, your words can change your life. And I can see cages around you. But your words can bring you out of it. you have to believe that start speaking right 
ask the lord to speak give you the words to speak come out of whatever mess you are in amen and there's something bright awaiting you something bright a glorious future but you have to speak right speak right don't repeat the confessions that they're coming from outside no 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 get into god's word man hallelujah hallelujah brighten up your future brighten up your future brighten it up invest in your future invest in your future hallelujah you must be so confident to bear the consequence of your words knowing that i've said it all right come to a place where you're so confident i'm going to bear the con- i'm going to eat the fruit of my mouth yes i'm going to do that i'm going to take responsibility for that knowing that you've trained your tongue to speak like the learned amen you know if you're if you as a family is going through a difficult situation uh, let's say shortage or uh, a lack now you must a family meeting hold a family meeting and decide from today on we're going to speak language of prosperity and abundance do that and see what the lord will do try it out try it out try it out but stay stay with it don't give up stay with it don't take it lightly this is this is very serious Now you want to advance in life get your vocabulary enriched enrich your vocabulary enrich your spiritual vocabulary man enrich it be enriched in your speech by the grace of god be enriched speak rich speak big man hallelujah my my son is talking to me about world tour he's talking to me about world tour and all here we are, we don't know how to make tour to the next town but he is talking about world tour that's good one day it's going to happen man see nations see nations now we are seeing towns but let's see look at nations man and and we speak for things and on the excellencies of god hallelujah but let's let's upgrade our language let's upgrade the way we speak amen let's now today we may be talking about opening a uh, a school door let's talk about opening a na- national door man let's talk about that amen hallelujah let's pray father in the name of jesus in the name of jesus we come before you we we bow down before you lord touch us touch us touch us tonight today touch us lord revive the way we speak correct the way we speak put the right words upon our tongue lord we want to speak forth the mysteries of god the oracles of god not words that fit our wisdom but words that are according to your wisdom our small brains cannot contain the wisdom of god it has to be a spirit thing so lord from this day on we ask of you lord that you will help us to speak big speak in line with the knowledge of your word speak in line with the inheritance that we have in your word thank you jesus hallelujah thank you jesus holy spirit we love you we love you we love you 
Tatsatang, 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 Tatsatang. We want to sow the seeds for a glorious future. Starting this day, Lord, we commit ourselves to farming, to cultivating our future. We commit ourselves, Lord. We ask of you, Holy Spirit, to guide us, teach us, man, to teach us, Lord. To teach us. Teach us. Expand our minds, expand our understanding. Hallelujah. Let your name be glorified. Be exalted in everything that we say. Thank you, Pa. Thank you for this teaching. Let it remain. Let it bear hundredfold in our lives. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Hello, this is Nishad Dilipkoshi. I'm sure this podcast has blessed you. Do subscribe to our channel for more messages and follow us on social media to stay connected. May God bless you.